Round one, go. Well, that's it for another day. Thank you for tuning in and uh, goodbye. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. What are you talking about? I'm just rushing. <laughs> uh, yeah, just rushing right to the end. It's like I wishful didn't. thinking, right? No, no, I'm glad. This welcome to welcome to Saturday. It's so glad I'm so glad you're here. This is uh, Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon. This is Doug and Marty versus the world. And you know what, Doug? Going. The world has been swinging back. I don't know what's going on. People There's, are reaching out and saying, we're listening to you guys. And we like listening to you guys. Can we hear it uh, afterwards? What's up with that? What else you got to do when you're in your bunker eating potato chips and sitting on a box of ammo? That's what it is. Okay. <laughs> That's what it is. We are, we are famous in the bunkers. I love it. Oh, that. my gosh. The preppers were right. They were right, brother. All the time, I thought, that's a lot of potato chips. And they're like, no, you're going to need those. And, you know, I personally would have bought more chili and, you know, green beans and stuff. But, no, they like potato chips and beer, and they can hold out for 10 years underground. Uh, I like it. I like it. But I want to just a shout out, not on our show, but, you know, our good friend Clint did a year, right, over there in Franklin County. Yes. What's Clint up to again? Well, they had their – Franklin County PCO meeting in his potato barn. I think that's the coolest thing ever. We should do that. I don't have a potato barn, but you might have one. You have a potato barn or something in your house? I'm not, I'm not saying. I don't okay. want looters over here stealing my, <laughs> stealing my food, my potato chips and my beer and my, I don't know if the, if the looters come over to your house, brother, yes. um, would you shoot them? Yes. So, but, <laughs> you didn't think about it or anything. No. <laughs> that, okay. That, so earlier today, I heard, oh, they're heading to Enumclaw. I'm like, no, they're not. You know, that's, that's, that is the epitome of an internet rumor. They are not heading to Enumclaw. It, Northwest Safe is in Enumclaw, and there's a reason. Right. <laughs> Northwest right. Safe is in Enumclaw. Everybody at Enumclaw is, is um, a small military unit. <laughs> <laughs> well, they they have guns. They're conservative, and they don't mess around. I love it. Well, it's funny, but we mentioned this too. We live on Fox Island. Uh, in case anybody's listening, uh, and you have come a long way to get to us. First of all, but everybody around us is either ex-military, current military, police officer, or whatever, and they're all. I'm like, there's no way. So, <laughs> it would not be safe to come here. Or so. Uh, I did not. I wasn't watching the coverage. I was. Mm-hmm. I was uh, too busy. Um, I don't know what I was doing. Anyway, but when they raided Bellevue Square, Bell mm-hmm. Square, uh, apparently there were people standing at the edge of the neighborhoods around there armed. Even Bellevue people are armed. And they were like, yeah, if uh, Kemper Freeman wants you to take stuff out of his mall, that's fine. You're not coming down our neighborhood. There we go. And right. Look, we can talk about this too, but it's one of those things is just because you're exercising your First Amendment right to assemble does not mean the laws are, are, are silenced or go away. You still can't steal. You still can't break and entering. You still it can't do damage to people. Peaceably. Yeah, peaceably, peaceably assemble. Yeah. Peaceably assemble. So, um, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, big shout mm-hmm. out to Coeur d'Alene. You saw the video for them, of course. Mm-hmm. They were uh, roaming the streets, gangs of uh, Second Amendment people mm-hmm. roaming the streets, not gangs of looters. If we're doing shout outs, we got a shout out to Robert Sutherland, Senator, uh, representative up in Snohomish County. Snohomish, right? Right. It's Snohomish and uh, all those up there. And they basically said, you know, those that came up to do harm said, yeah, we think better of it. And they had some peaceful, peaceful assemblies. And it was good. So, yeah. There you go, right? We, we love you, but please don't break anything or we'll kill you, you know. 
We're going to protect what is ours, right? Yeah. So good on them. Well, uh, lots of stuff going on this year. Um, look, let's, I just, let's do, let's do a little, I mean, it's, it's June, right? It's a new month. Right. We're starting the six months of the year. When we get to the end of this month, the year's half over, right? Okay, sure. So, or is it 6.15 that the year's half over? Is it middle of the month that it's over? No, no. At the end of the month, the, the, the year's the half of the over. the month, yeah. Okay, yeah. sometime. You know, I'm not good at math. Actually, I am. But um, if we, <laughs> if let's evaluate, we started the year with, you, you can answer impeachment. Okay. Impeachment, right? right? Anybody remember impeachment? Anybody yeah. remember? Anybody right. remember quid pro quo Trump? Oh right. wait, it was quid pro. Then we went right from that to a lockdown, mm-hmm. a pandemic, and oh my gosh, you know, a hundred people died, right? Yeah. Okay. And now, now we're the cities are on fire. Has this been a newsworthy year? I want to get the annual. You remember when you had encyclopedias? They had the annual update. I want the yeah. annual update for 2020. That'd be huge, because, brother, it? that's going to be amazing. I see a lot of people that are trying to be lighthearted about this, but really, you have to be. What else can you do? They go, can we go back to 19 or skip forward to 2021? Maybe there's a benefit for people. They don't have to age this year because the year has been so strange. But you're right. The sensationalism. It's almost like, oh, we're shifting gears to this now. This is the next hot topic, the news cycle. When we see these uh, riots, um, protests going on for a week, they're still going on through the, uh, supposedly through the weekends. Crazy. And the lockdown, still going, brother. Correct. And so they're doing the phase release now in the state of Washington, which is interesting. Uh, Each county is trying to apply to be 1.5, 2.0. It's bizarre. But I want to point out one thing before we get deep in the show, how important it is. This is the last weekend for the R90 petitions, the one to overturn 5395, that comprehensive sex education That's right. across the state. Now, there's been volunteers all across this state getting signatures left and right. People have been coming out in droves, even in the midst of the shutdown. And I want to applaud them. We have to get this across the finish line. And for that matter, Give that some website. of our listeners in Yakima says today, Saturday, from 10 to 2 at the Farmer Girl Pickings at 16th and Summit View, Today from 11 to 5.30 at Holy Family is on 56 in Titan in Yakima. And tomorrow, the Farmer's Market in Union Gap is, is collecting signatures. Last chance we have to get this on the ballot and overturn this bad bill. So Yes, and these are usually yeah. drive through things. Now, we want to remind you, in order to keep with uh, Jay Ensley's, um, you know, purpose for the state, when you go to sign the petition, be sure to wear a mask or bring a brick, one of the two. I see. I think it's a different, different the brick is thing. Drive through is no bricks. No bricks. <laughs> no bricks allowed. And I don't wear a mask either. <laughs> hey, let's let's get to our guest. We got a, we got uh, uh, a candidate, a statewide candidate, much like uh, the brother, um, mm-hmm. who is actually uh, just about one of my favorite people, other than you, of course. But um, that uh, his name's Matt Larkin, and he's running for attorney general. And I'll tell you, probably the most the person that I like the least, dare I say despise, in our state government today is Bob Ferguson. And anybody that steps up to challenge that guy, hats off, God bless him. Matt Larkin, welcome to Doug and Marty versus the World. How are you, sir? I am doing well. Thank you, Doug and Marty. Glad so to be glad, here. I'm so glad you stayed on the phone and didn't hang up during our tiring. <laughs> that was great. The warm I was up there. I was kind of enjoying it. Well, well, I was ready for 
Matt, we know that you're, you've, you've launched out, uh, you've got a great story. For our listeners across Eastern Washington, some of them may have heard of you, many of them probably have not. We know you're a man of faith, which is but awesome, it's right in the right forum here uh, on a Christian radio across, across the state. Uh, and I've had some, a good time getting to know you some, but for our listeners' sake, let them know who you are and basically why you're running, and then we'll get to the issues on the next segment. Sure, sure. I'd love to. So I'm a, a father of four little kids. That's how I define myself first. Uh, they're 10 years old and younger. Um, I live with my wife and, and those little guys and girl in Woodenville. Uh, and I am a uh, <clears throat> attorney who went to Gonzaga for law school. So those are my Eastern Washington credentials there. I uh, spent years in Spokane uh, going through the law program at Gonzaga and uh, then went on to get my master's of law at George Washington U. And from there, I worked for President George W. Bush uh, as an attorney in his speechwriting office. Uh, so did that for a bit. And uh, at the end of his administration, as, as we were moving out, Obama was getting sworn in about a mile away on the Capitol steps. It was kind of a, a sad but interesting day to see that turnaround in the federal government, especially the executive branch. Um, moved back here to Washington, uh, where I'm, I'm from, lifelong Washingtonian. Uh, and started prosecuting. Now, I had done some prosecuting in Spokane County while I was uh, in law school, uh, but then also uh, took a job in Pierce County as a Pierce County a deputy prosecuting attorney. Uh, and I did that for a short time before I got uh, called back to my family's manufacturing company, uh, which is uh, based out of Bothell, and we're manu waterworks manufacturing. We make waterworks pipeline products and, and things that connect and bring connect pipes and bring clean drinking water to people all over the world. And more importantly, though, guys, we make our products here in the USA, uh, which is how it should be. Um, we employ around 550 people and we sell all over the place. And I'm proud to be a, a third generation business owner with my with my brother of that company. Uh, but that's not why I'm running. I'm running because for too long, I feel like we've had an attorney general who's just focused on the wrong stuff. Uh, he's turned it into a partisan office. Uh, he sued Trump 58 times over the last three and a half years, which is just unheard of. Uh, and he's distracted. He, he isn't focusing on the real problems that we have here. Uh, and we all see him every day, whether you're in eastern Washington or western Washington. Uh, you see him when you go into the cities. You've seen homelessness on the rise year after year. You've seen drug abuse on the rise year after year. You've seen crime going up every year. Uh, and no one in Olympia seems to be doing anything about it or even caring about it. We haven't once heard Bob Ferguson talk about homelessness. Uh, all you hear him doing is talking about his Trump lawsuits or how he's going to sue Trump next or, or patting himself on the back for uh, suing small businesses. Um, and that's not how it should be. It's, it's a nonpartisan office in that it's all about justice and it should be focused on this Washington, period. Uh, we have our own problems here. Uh, we don't need to go chasing rabbit rabbit trails uh, in the federal government uh, when when we need to put our minds together. And that's why you're running, Marty, and that's why you're running, Doug, because you feel like we have real issues here that need to be solved and tackled. Oh, we no, no, I'm in, I'm, in it for the money. I'm in it for the money, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I want to run because I like being broke. Okay, well, with the exception I'm of Doug, kidding. that's I'm, why we're joking, all in it. But, um, now, with this, Maz, we're coming up on a break here, too. When you just said that uh, sure. Bob Ferguson sued President Trump 58 or 59 times. Think about this. You know that he's lost 58 times. Think about that. You would think you give up, but this is the way he fundraises for his campaign yeah. for governor, doesn't it? 
That's exactly right. And he wants to be governor. Everybody knows that he wants to be governor. He's been fairly open about it. Um, and we joke, he thinks that AG stands for aspiring governor, when in, in fact, it stands for attorney general. Uh, and we need him as our attorney general. And we need an attorney general focused on this state. Or we just need him to get out of the way and let you do it. Um, exactly right. Because, That'd be preferable, yeah. yeah. An attorney general should be looking out for the state of Washington and, you know, law and order here. I mean, these, uh, you know, what's going on in, in uh, cities all over Washington right now, particularly Seattle. And um, mm-hmm. like, why, we, why don't we keep the eye on that ball, right? Like, like you said, the homeless problem. Oh, for sure. Yeah, so. You guys, we've got 22,000 homeless people across the state sleeping outside every night. It's gone up 26% statewide under Bob Ferguson over the well, last seven least, and a half years. That's at outrageous. Least the, at least the Democrats are making sure they're registered to vote. Our guest by way of telephone <laughs> is Matt Larkin. He's in a candidate for attorney general. And we're going to be back with more Doug and Marty versus the world after the break. This is Doug Bassler and Marty McClendon. Now you can have that slimmer, stronger, sexier government that you've always wanted. Get rid of that unwanted bureaucratic flab and feel Washington like you never have before. It's Marty McClendon for Lieutenant Governor. Marty McClendon will be Washington's personal trainer for a better administration. More muscle and less fat. That's what you want, right? Marty will keep a watchful eye on both sides of the aisle for you. This time, vote Marty McClendon for Lieutenant Governor. Paid for by friends of Marty McClendon. For our government to work the way it was intended, citizens from all walks of life must volunteer to run for elected offices. But how do you begin? EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com can help. You'll receive expert help to navigate your campaign and communicate your message. From candidate filing to voters' pamphlet statements, fundraising, and social media, you'll find what you need to run an effective and affordable campaign. EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com. The road to victory starts here. This is Claire. Claire has a great business, and she wanted to advertise on YouTube, but she didn't know how. It was all so confusing. Setting up an account, choosing keywords and demographics, and she didn't know how to make a video. Then Claire discovered the secret to great YouTube ads. The experts at EasyYouTubeAds.com took care of all the details, from account setup and management to producing her video ads. Now Claire's friends all want to know how she got so smart. EasyYouTubeAds.com. No experience necessary. T-Bells and all is well. It's round two, and uh, I'm ready for you. This is Doug Bassler. Doug Bassler's rhyming. Marty McClendon here, Doug and Marty versus the world. And, and of course, we don't smell, right? Going along with the rhyming T-Bells and we don't smell? We don't smell. That's right. Uh, Especially on Zoom, it's much easier. So. <laughs> <laughs> now, we have our very special guest, uh, our uh, statewide candidate for attorney general, Matt Larkin. Now, Matt, before we get going with, with more of the issues mm-hmm. and why you're running and so forth, you said you were sure. on speech writing staff for George Bush. Did I you was, actually write yeah. a speech? Did you write a speech? I did, thing? yeah. Right? I so, did. I wrote speech. I started out as an attorney. Um, I was one of three attorneys in the office, and they had us editing and looking over whole speeches. So we had whole text given to us. And they'd say, we, the president wants this to be 100%, 110% bulletproof accurate. Because no matter what CNN says, uh, we want to be able to back it up. So we poured over it with, with attorney eyes and made sure every single assertion in there was accurate. Uh, and it sounds like an easy job, but the president was giving 550 speeches a year 
Wow. Uh, so you do the math and that's a lot of speeches. Um, and when every single bullet point in there has to have a footnote that the president required of us to create, uh, that starts adding up quick. So everything from good morning, it's good to be back in St. Louis again. Uh, all right. Well, I had to put a footnote after good morning and then confirm that he was speaking at 11.58 a.m. and not 12.02 p.m. Um, and confirm that with three different independent sources. Then it's good to be back in St. Louis. Well, has he been to St. Louis before? There's another footnote. Is he in St. Louis now? There's another footnote. And, and you just start and then you start wading into policy speeches, mm -hmm. uh, military taxes, uh, health care. And these things got, this was a huge task. Um, and we'd be cutting out paragraphs and rewriting them and sending edits. And they finally got comfortable enough with us uh, writing that they gave us whole speeches to start writing. So that's kind of how it developed. And it was a really fun, exciting job. Taught me a that lot. Fantastic. And then to that point, the one, the funny side of things is, does it say look to the left teleprompter, look to the right teleprompter? Uh, probably not. <laughs> Um, but uh, no. to, the, to the point is, I found in my life, I'm sure Doug has as well, that when you research things and you prepare something like a speech like that, even for the president, you learn a lot of things. Mm -hmm. So if you're doing that many speeches and helping write them and craft them, you must be really well-rounded when it comes to law and to, to politics. You just, I mean, you, you can't help but be because you're mm -hmm. every, any given day you're working on speech from from taxes and then you're shifting gears to to a right to life speech and then you're all of a sudden you're researching nascar because he's speaking to the nascar women's society tomorrow and i mean every little thing you can think small business chamber of commerce speeches you're learning about i mean it's just fascinating but yeah you, you pick it up quick now, on this, last thing on this note before going to your campaign this time and why you're going to beat Bob Ferguson and why the state's going to be singing hallelujah um, that we don't have Bob Ferguson as the next governor for that, or that matter, the next AG. Um, but you said mm -hmm. that you all were also part of George Bush's faith initiative, which is really important to our audience. Yeah. And, and to, so talk about that for a second. Sure, sure. Well, well, people don't realize that when he was sworn in, when George W. Bush was sworn in as president, he did his parade back to the White House and then sat down at his desk and signed an executive order. The very first executive order he signed was the one establishing what he called the Office of Faith-Based and Community Initiatives. Um, and it was an office that was his brainchild from his days as a Texas governor uh, that said, look, we need to empower private charities. There's charities out there like Little Sisters of Calcutta who are doing great things or the Union Gospel Mission who's on the ground, on the front lines of the battle against homelessness and they're doing wonderful work and they're efficient at it and they're passionate about it and they're not bureaucrats. Uh, in 90 cents of every dollar that we give to these charities goes straight to the cause intended. Uh, and he said the, the best way to help our society and our country is to support people already doing good jobs and they need support from the federal government. So the whole point of this office was to connect these private charities with this federal money and federal help. Um, and, and it was successful. What he, what he did, he would hold huge workshops uh, and he would be all of these charities and churches and nonprofits would show up and there'd be uh, bureaucratic folks from uh, health and human services and uh, Department of Commerce and all sorts of, of bureaucrats there. And they would work together to help navigate the bureaucracy nightmare uh, that is getting federal grant money. So they were really successful at connecting and empowering these local charities. Because too often you see from the Democratic Party, 
uh, this, they build this artificial wall between the two. And they say, absolutely not. If you mention God in your mission statement or you mention uh, faith or, or anything religious, we will cut you off and you will not get a dime of federal money. And Bush said, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. The whole goal, we've got to focus on the end goal, which is helping people. How do we help the most amount of people? Right. And then work now, backwards that's, from that's, there. Really, it's, that's brilliant. it's a brilliant. It's brilliant. And that's, that's why I like to see in this. Sure. Show, Doug. And, and we're, it's why we're in this situation we're in right now, right, Marty? I mean, we got to bring faith back in. You know, people, I actually, I was, when I was driving in my office on Friday or uh, Thursday, I was thinking, you know, we need to do a Ten Commandment uh, thing. How do we solve the riot problem? You know, thou shalt not steal. <laughs> you know, thou mm-hmm. shalt not murder. Thou shalt not, you know, lie. Thou shalt not mm-hmm. covet, right? Think mm-hmm. about all the commandments mm-hmm. that are being violated, you know, by this thing. But to love, you know, to love your neighbor as yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, this mm-hmm. stuff is, uh, and I think, come on now. So, yeah. I, I think part of George W. Bush's story, too, was that he was, he had a heart change. He says Billy Graham was the one who converted him and led him to Christ. He said, until that moment, until you actually have a change of heart, uh, nothing's going to change. And then these faith-based charities are all about starting from the ground up. Uh, it yes. takes an internal change, and then there's, only, there's certain voids that only a greater being can fill for folks. And he recognized exactly. that, and that was the genius of it. Yep. Well, th- think about this in the state level. Many of the issues we deal with, the homeless issue, the housing issue, the drug addiction issue, the mental health issue, there are nonprofits, Christian, non-Christian things that do really, really well. If we had statewide leaders, including the AG, like yourself, lieutenant governor, governor, that actually said, look, Government sucks at this stuff. Let's empower those that are actually doing a great job at the local level. Mm-hmm. And if they have faith in their name, even better. But we know that's why it works, because it gets them out of their own self and submits to things, makes things change. So I wanted to bring that up for that reason is because th- that's really one of the keys that many of us are advocating, including you, about driving help down to the local level. It's actually solving problems mm-hmm. with those that actually do it well. Don't you think? Exactly right. Absolutely. And that's why it was such a divine providence that when that was the first White House office I worked in, because many years later, it's, it's so relevant to what we're facing now, the problems that Washington's facing. Um, that, that first stint in the White House was my, my first foray into the federal government. I was an intern there in that office, and I learned a ton. Uh, and then when I came back as an attorney in the speechwriting office, I had that to build on. Uh, but but these are these are real issues that we're facing, and I think with leadership from Olympia and Marty, you can speak to this too. When you're a lieutenant governor, we can solve these things. We really can. We just need to empower people. Uh, yeah, obviously, I couldn't agree more. So, as Attorney General, I've asked you this before on, on my other show, um, thing. But the idea here is, you know, Ferguson spent his entire time suing President Trump going after Christians, going after Christian business owners, you know, after a political agenda. What is the office intended to do? What, are you, what is the attorney general, on the, when they're operating within what they're supposed to do for the state, what's their role? There, there, there's several prongs to their role, but first and foremost, they're protecting the citizens of Washington. Uh, they're the advocate for Washington citizens. That's why you see them filing suits against some businesses, consumer advocacy stuff. But you're also the chief legal officer in the state. So you're the, the head attorney in the state. You're the head of the state's biggest law firm. Uh, and you advise the governor. You advise the legislature on, on certain matters. 
uh, and you provide legal opinions and you kind of navigate within those parameters. Um, where we've gone astray uh, is, is it's supposed to be a nonpartisan office. You're supposed to justice it's the same reason you don't want a, a party name behind your judge uh, or your prosecutor. Although prosecutors do typically have that, but it should be that way um, because you're supposed to be blind. You're supposed to represent all Washingtonians equally. Uh, and that's what we're not seeing. It's, we've got an AG now uh, under Ferguson who is, who is targeting people based on their religious beliefs, based on their worldviews, political ideologies. And that's not right. And you can actually see it. You can actually see who he's targeting and who he's not. And there's, there's limited resources at the AG's office. Uh, and he's using them. Uh, he's letting some people off the hook, like unions, uh, and, and targeting others, like small independent business owners. And it, it's, it's really abhorrent to see some of the stuff. So uh, and you, it should you, never be that way. Do you think he would let Hillary Clinton off like that too? What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's uh, the same ilk, maybe. Come on, yeah. Uh, yeah. Obviously, I mean, there's all this stuff coming out. You know, I mean, obviously, you're running for a state, a state race, Attorney General of Washington State, and federal stuff. You know, although Bob Ferguson sticks his nose in federal stuff all the time, but this thing with, uh, you know, Rod Rosenstein and now what's uh, Andrew McCabe's now saying he's, he's a liar. He's accusing him of perjury and all this stuff. I mean, all of, you know, they're turning on each other's, but this idea of using, you know, governmental power to attack someone. I mean, what's your take on all that? Oh, it's a dangerous precedent. It really is. And we should all start to worry when we feel like our governor, our governor, our government is targeting citizens based on differing beliefs, whether that's religious or political or whatever, uh, or, or political opponents. It's, it's, it's really scary and dangerous stuff. Uh, and, and we are seeing trends of that. We saw some of it under the Obama administration with the IRS uh, targeting mm -hmm. political opponents. Um, and, and it hasn't stopped. Uh, we see it now more than ever at the state level. And, and I don't want to transition too much to COVID right now, but you see it with Inslee and who he selected as a winner and who he selected as a loser uh, in his in his lockdown plans. Um, if you donate and you're a big campaign con contributor to a campaign or, or a candidate or a party, uh, you get a free pass. And then when the parties switch hands, it goes the other way. And it's never intended to be that way. And in fact, the AG should probably not have a party uh, next to his name because it's so justice-based and you don't even want the tint of bias from the attorney general's office. That's right. Uh, well, this is uh, Doug Bassler and we're going to be back with more after the break. This is Marty McClendon, Doug and Marty versus the world. Now you can have that slimmer, stronger, sexier government that you've always wanted. Get rid of that unwanted bureaucratic flab and feel Washington like you never have before. It's Marty McClendon for Lieutenant Governor. Marty McClendon will be Washington's personal trainer for a better administration. More muscle and less fat. That's what you want, right? Marty will keep a watchful eye on both sides of the aisle for you. This time, vote Marty McClendon for Lieutenant Governor. Paid for by friends of Marty McClendon. When you want to take your business to the next level, nothing drives traffic and increases sales like TV advertising. And EasyTVSpots.com is your best choice for high quality, effective TV ads. 
Contact us today to learn how easy it is to reach thousands of your ideal prospects with targeted, addressable TV. Grow your sales, revenue, and profit the easy way with EasyTVSpots.com. Broadcast, cable, and online TV made easy. This is Claire. Claire has a great business and she wanted to advertise on YouTube, but she didn't know how. It was also confusing. Setting up an account, choosing keywords and demographics, and she didn't know how to make a video. Then Claire discovered the secret to great YouTube ads. The experts at EasyYouTubeAds.com took care of all the details from account setup and management to producing her video ads. Now Claire's friends all want to know how she got so smart. EasyYouTubeAds.com. No experience necessary. For our government to work the way it was intended, citizens from all walks of life must volunteer to run for elected offices. But how do you begin? EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com can help. You'll receive expert help to navigate your campaign and communicate your message. From candidate filing to voters' pamphlet statements, fundraising, and social media, you'll find what you need to run an effective and affordable campaign. EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com. The road to victory starts here. All right, three bells. It's round three. We are absolutely getting our second win now. We're getting ready to uh, knock the world right in the nose. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon. Doug and Marty versus the world with our very special guest, the next Attorney General, Matt Larkin. I'm saying it, right? Come special, on. Special guest? Yeah. So you yeah. mean like the short bus? Or? No, no, not the special short bus. No, like the motorcycle <laughs> with like twin uh, engines uh, special. Come yeah, on. I think he means like the streamlined super jet. Oh, okay. Um, right. Exactly. Or the brand new Dodge pickup. Come on. Or Ram pickup. Come on. There's no, there are no brand new Dodge pickups. There's only Ram pickups. <laughs> And that's okay. So the- you can keep driving a Triton all you want, man, but the Hemi rules the road. Anyway, away from motorsports, let's move Why? into the platform of Mr. Larkin. Mm-hmm. So for those Hold on. I have a question just, before just the platform. In, this we're is speaking important. With, with uh, Matt Larkin, he is a candidate for attorney general. I would say the, the top contender for the job of attorney general in Washington state. So go ahead, Marty, and give your question. Just Never a mind. question. I, was, I, I was kidding. I don't want to hear what you have to say. No, whatever. I'm so <laughs> you are a Matt, God forbid that Inslee gets mm-hmm. We don't want that. And you win the AG and Inslee's doing some idiotic okay. thing where he's using the government agencies like LNI to find businesses, $10,000 for being open against his stay home, stay healthy order. Can the attorney general actually fight against that? Or do you have to defend you Inslee? can. Yeah. Uh, yes and no. Inslee will ask for a, a legal opinion on something. And at that point, we can issue a legal opinion, say, here's what we understand the law to be. Our interpretation will obviously be different than what Bob Ferguson's interpretation to Governor Inslee would be. Um, so he, Inslee would have to get pretty used to asking us uh, questions that he doesn't want to hear the answer to. Because uh, because we'd be pushing back on him pretty hard, uh, and then it will become a very interesting concept. Uh, we've got a new Republican Attorney General pushing back against the third-term governor, uh, and it could get public. I don't know actually that from the PR side how that will play out, uh, but but he needs a check, and there needs to be a check and balance, and he doesn't have that now. You've got an Attorney General who's just a rubber stamp for every liberal policy that comes down the pipe. Uh, and it even, shouldn't be even that worse. way. It's even it, worse than a rubber stamp. I mean, he actually is a promoting, pushing, mm-hmm. and, and sure. But I, I hear what you're saying. And, and so, on the 
How do you, on, how do you from an intellectual honesty standpoint, guys, too, though, I would do the same thing for a Republican governor. If I felt he was out of line good. or stepping outside the Constitution, that I would provide question. a check for that. You, you read my mind. Well, I good. was going to say, well, what if we get, you know, a Governor Fortunato sure. or Governor Culp or whatever, and, and they do stuff that you think is odd. Obviously, you're going to uh, take a stand for the Constitution, the state Constitution, and what's right. Absolutely. That's the baseline. That's the guideline I'm going to use. And that's what we should be using now. It's not, it's not novel. It shouldn't be groundbreaking to hear me say that. But unfortunately, it's the, today's environment, that's kind of shocking to hear someone say that. I, I saw a post like this, Matt, before we go to your platform is, is I saw the post today says we don't need to rewrite the constitution. We need to reread it, you know, and, and a lot of times. <laughs> can, I, can I go, I, I'd amen that and then say, let's reread the Bible too. Right. Come on. <laughs> well, that's true too. But no, I like that. And that kind of gets to the heart of it, right? It's, it's, it's there. It's been interpreted. Uh, and, and we need to stick to it because our founders were not, Idiots, you know, there's a lot, even our Washington state founders, the Washington state constitution is very well written. Uh, and we need to, and they learned frankly from the founders and made a few tweaks to make it less confusing. Um, but, but, but we need to stick to the constitutional guidelines that we have. It's the backbone of our legal system. Now we're over here in God's country on Eastern Washington Cross here. I say that because, you know, we grew up over here and, and Doug grew up in Spokane. I grew up in Grand Coulee. Obviously you went to school in Spokane. So you understand this. I tend to, I tend to have to disagree with Marty because Marty never actually grew up, but go ahead. Well, that's true. I'm still growing up. So I'm trying to, um, there is a point there to his madness, but um, people want to know when you're defending the state, you're defending the citizens of Washington. There are some very important things that are constitutional our right to assemble, our right to uh, freedom of speech, uh, to worship freely. Um, Second Amendment rights are huge over here as well. You will defend those mm -hmm. rights for our state, right? Of course, yeah, and they're very clear. In fact, Article 1, Section 24 of the Washington State Constitution addresses guns, and it's very clear. Uh, it says the right of an individual to protect himself with arms shall not be impaired, uh, and it's even more stringent than the federal constitution. And yes, I get it. There's different, uh, different sides of the state have different uh, articles of the constitution that they, uh, that they care more about. Uh, but the right to assemble, you nailed that one, Marty, and the right to, to be a law-abiding gun owner is another one. Uh, the right of religious freedom is, is another one. Um, that's Article 1, Section 11. And these are big deals to people of the eastern side of the state who feel like Olympia's not listening. Does a, does, a dollar, does a dollar a bullet tax impair your right to do that? I, I don't know. <laughs> it seems, seems a little steep, especially when you used to be able to buy a box of 22, oh. you know, 122 shells for I'm, five bucks or whatever. Right. I'm kind of setting up the clearly point a gun owner. Clearly uh, having someone that actually recognizes and respects the Constitution that has a, a root in conservative values will, instead of spending their time trying to take away your rights, they're there to secure your rights and defend your rights and your use of those rights or your functioning in those rights, which is refreshing. I know there's many other mm -hmm. issues on your platform, so please talk about that. But I just wanted to set the groundwork that you will defend and you will champion, sure. which is so different than what we have now. So there you go. I was telling you, it's, it's funny, just to quickly finish that point, Marty. I was uh, talking to someone on my staff today, and I said, you know, 
even if it's not me who becomes the next attorney general, I just, I, I dream about a day when we have someone in the attorney general's office who fights for our values and what we believe in and doesn't spend their whole day trying to target or punish religious freedom or mm -hmm. things that we hold dear. And, and it, when that day comes, when we do have someone in the AG's office like that, man, we need to celebrate because it will be so nice. It will be such a breath of fresh air uh, to have a conservative uh, Republican in that office for a change. Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. So talk about your, um, your platform then. Sure. So the platform is we, we care about a lot of things that a lot of Washingtonians are caring about right now. Uh, as I mentioned at the very first segment of this show, we've got homelessness on the rise in the state. We've got drug abuse on the rise in the state. And we have crime rising year over year in the state. And we have an attorney general who won't even address them. Uh, so those are the big three prongs of my platform is cleaning up our cities and parks, uh, making them safer, making them cleaner. Uh, and by clean, I don't mean greener. I mean picking up the needles. I mean getting rid of the tents on the sidewalk. Uh, and and I, this is a personal one for me because as someone who grew up in Seattle, uh, it's not the same city that I grew up in. It's a disaster right now uh, to the point I don't even want to, I'm hesitant to take my kids downtown. I'm hesitant to show visitors from out of state around Seattle. Uh, and it didn't used to be that way. We have one of the most beautiful states. We have the most beautiful state and Seattle is one of the most beautiful cities. Uh, but it's not just endemic in Seattle. It's Spokane, you're seeing this problem. You're seeing it in Wenatchee. You're seeing it in Tri-Cities. You're seeing it in Yakima. Um, and, and it's a real disaster. In fact, I did a law enforcement event uh, last week, late last week, uh, with seven county sheriffs from all over eastern Washington and, and one from western Washington. Uh, and they all shared the same, the most interesting question, in my opinion, that I asked them was, guys, what percentage of all crimes that you guys encounter have some root in drugs? And without flinching, they all said 80 to 90%. I wow. thought, my goodness, that's even higher than I thought. I was thinking they'd maybe say 50, maybe 60 on a good day, but no, 80 to 90. And I thought, what is wrong with this, this picture here that, that no one seems to be doing anything or talking about it from Olympia. And shouldn't it be the chief law enforcement officer, the chief legal officer in the state's job to lead on these issues? Um, and as a former prosecutor, I have that background, so I get it. I understand how the justice system works. I've worked with police. I've worked with sheriffs. Uh, I've worked in and out of the prisons just with the caseloads that we had and, and dealing with this stuff. Um, and there's, there's major changes that can be had, but we need to enforce our laws. Mm -hmm. And once we get these people off the streets and get them help, uh, sometimes incarceration, sometimes through treatment, uh, but it starts to clean up our streets and it, it starts small. You start prosecuting petty crimes and petty thefts, uh, which isn't happening now. Mm -hmm. um, you know, 89% of nonviolent arrests in the Seattle area go without any meaningful resolution whatsoever. That's astounding. Mm -hmm. That's Almost 90% of every arrest that a cop makes in Seattle isn't going to end in any kind of resolution. Well, you I, just you said know, the sheriff said about shocking. That should stun everybody listening. It is it's, it's shocking, but I, isn't, isn't the answer to hand out free heroin? I thought that was the answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, safe, well, it's like an injected enough. in a safe way. 
and and because because they're stealing enough. Go ahead. <laughs> Bob Ferguson is silent on that issue. He has not taken a stand on legalized heroin injection sites, which just blows my mind. Well, if anybody, then when you think about it, if anybody should shut Bob Ferguson up for a minute, I'm happy. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> well, to, to Doug's point, to your point, Matt, though, if you don't say anything, you're acquiesced. You're saying yeah. yes to it. Silence means anything. consent. That's what my mom used to say. Silence, so. exactly. Yep. You know, you're exactly right. And they were, our goal here before November is to get him, force him to take a stand against it. And well, if he doesn't, to, shame on him. And if he does, go, great. Yeah. Going into a commercial break, give us, give us your website real quick. Yep. It's, it's Matt Larkin. For ag.com, and that's the word F O R. Matt Larkin, Larkin is L A R K I N. Okay, great. So maybe during the commercial, especially Marty's, you could go and make a donation. This is Doug Bassler and Marty McClendon, Doug and Marty versus the world. I was kidding. Yeah. Now you can have that slimmer, stronger, sexier government that you've always wanted. Get rid of that unwanted bureaucratic flab and feel Washington like you never have before. It's Marty McClendon for Lieutenant Governor. Marty McClendon will be Washington's personal trainer for a better administration. More muscle and less fat. That's what you want, right? Marty will keep a watchful eye on both sides of the aisle for you. This time, vote Marty McClendon for Lieutenant Governor. Paid for by friends of Marty McClendon. This is Claire. Claire has a great business, and she wanted to advertise on YouTube, but she didn't know how. It was all so confusing. Setting up an account, choosing keywords and demographics, and she didn't know how to make a video. Then Claire discovered the secret to great YouTube ads. The experts at EasyYouTubeAds.com took care of all the details, from account setup and management to producing her video ads. Now Claire's friends all want to know how she got so smart. EasyYouTubeAds.com. No experience necessary. For our government to work the way it was intended, citizens from all walks of life must volunteer to run for elected offices. But how do you begin? EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com can help. You'll receive expert help to navigate your campaign and communicate your message. From candidate filing to voters' pamphlet statements, fundraising, and social media, you'll find what you need to run an effective and affordable campaign. EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com. The road to victory starts here. Now you can have that slimmer, stronger, sexier government that you've always wanted. Get rid of that unwanted bureaucratic flab and feel Washington like you never have before. It's Marty McClendon for Lieutenant Governor. Marty McClendon will be Washington's personal trainer for a better administration. More muscle and less fat. That's what you want, right? Marty will keep a watchful eye on both sides of the aisle for you. This time, vote Marty McClendon for Lieutenant Governor. Paid for by friends of Marty McClendon. There is the saddest sound in radio coming to a close. Our fourth and final round, Doug and Marty versus the world. This is Doug Bassler and Marty McClendon. Welcome back to the show. We appreciate you. We appreciate our special guest today. And before we get back to him again, we want to make sure that you know, once again, and Doug sees it as well, this last chance to get your signature on uh, R90 to overturn this comprehensive sex education. What a big name. It's like uh, the Affordable Care Act, which is not affordable or caring, ed, right? baby. There you go. Let's, yep. Let's this is basically it. teaching our kindergartners uh, that it's normalized to have sex and to do role play. Not good. We want this gone. This is bad. That's why we have to change Olympia government. You but, know, it, it's just yeah. an amazing thing, the slippery slope, right? 
So mm -hmm. uh, you mentioned there was a couple of places in Yakima. Do you remember where those were real quick? Yeah. Right there on the screen there. Yep. It's um, today, after the show, from 10 to 2, on uh, 16th and Summit View at Farm Girl, uh, Farm Girl Pickings, uh, from 11 to 5.30 today at Holy Family at 56 in Titan in Yakima. And tomorrow, the last chance in Yakima, for those listening in Yakima, at the Farmer's Market in Union Gap, there'll be a chance to sign and turn in your petitions from 9 to 2 tomorrow. So I want to make sure we shout, shout it out for that. Thank you for all those that are gathering signatures. Hopefully, we've got enough to get it on the ballot and then to defeat it. This would be we a need great about, campaign We need about, um, we need about 150,000 of those uh, signatures because it requires about 130,000, which is actually really quite a low threshold for referendums. Mm -hmm. they're, they're actually quite, quite good. Uh, do you remember the, the website? Yeah, boy, I, I know probably our guests would too, but I think it's, it's like uh, parents. Anyway, I can look it up while, okay. while we're talking. Yeah. So uh, for those of you that aren't in the Yakima area, but just Google it. Just Google the R90 signature gathering. Find a place near you. And if you haven't already signed, sign it this weekend. Our guest by way of telephone is Matt Larkin. He is a, you know, a candidate for uh, attorney general here in Washington State. Um, uh, vying to replace the ever corrupt, ever disgusting, mm -hmm. ever vile uh, Bob Ferguson. And I say that in the most Christian loving way uh, that I can. Um, the person who uh, persecuted Arlene's flowers, <laughs> yep. sued the president over 50 times. Um, yeah, he needs to be gone. Yeah. Wouldn't it be like God to replace that with a, br a brother, a, a Christian, a, a man of God, a family man? That I thought we were talking about that. There we go. But I'm dumb. <laughs> so, Matt, welcome back to the show. And I have one question for, uh, for you to follow up from what you said sure. last segment. Uh, and then you can keep on going on about your um, platform, what you're going to do, and why people should vote for you and so uh -huh. forth. But you mentioned the sheriffs that you met with. You said that 89 uh -huh. or 90% of the crimes uh, were from drugs, right? They had a, a drug component uh -huh. to it. We <clears throat> have always had sort of this super highway from the southern border of drug traffic into Eastern Washington. For years, uh, mm -hmm. it was the uh, Moses Lake Airport was known for flying in drugs in the middle of the night and whatever. It may not be that way now, but there's always been an issue. And so it, you have to cut off supply, don't you, to help part of the problem? You do, you do. Supply is, is a big part of the problem, but so is not enforcing drug laws. Mm -hmm. uh, and right now you have de facto legality of a lot of these drugs at the city level where especially in the big cities. And I want to target Seattle specifically because Seattle's the most guilty of this where, I mean, you've got cops told not to arrest up to, up to uh, eight grams of drugs. That's ridiculous. Uh, and and it's, it goes back to what is it? Rudy Giuliani's subway philosophy, right? Or if you clean up graffiti on the subways, it, it, it trickle down effect and mm -hmm. behavior starts improving from the bottom up. The broken, um, the broken glass. Even uh, just small sorry. behavioral. Pe people yeah. that jaywalk. The broken glass, yes. People, people that jaywalk a lot of times yeah. have warrants for arrest. Hey, Doug, a question for you real quick. Well, that's how much true. Is eight, how much is eight true. grams of drugs? What is that? Is eight that grams of drugs. Um, yeah. Okay. I guess. Just, just Doug, huh? Why are you asking me that, brother? <laughs> Do you, well, Why did you Doug know. just look in his pocket? That was weird. Right? He's like, I don't know. Ooh, <laughs> payback is a bugger. <laughs> I was just teasing guys. No, but, but you're right, Marty. To that bigger picture, it also yes. doesn't help when you have a, a government, a state government, who's not cooperating with ICE. 
period. And they've made, you know, as you know, I don't have to talk to you about right. us being a sanctuary state. Right. They, that was the, they've the made it incredibly decision, right? difficult. Yeah. yeah. They've made it incredible, incredibly difficult for our law enforcement to actually do their jobs. Uh, and, and for ICE, the federal law enforcement, to actually do their jobs and cooperate. They've said, nope, no more cooperating. And in fact, they're just now, I, during the last legislative session-ish, that time frame, they were trying to cut off ICE's use of, of airports in the Seattle area, which is just astounding to me. It was Boeing me. Field, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was Boeing. Um, so that's another part of the problem. I mean, that's why we need you as lieutenant governor and that we need a Republican as governor to stop some of these crazy policies. I'll do what I can from the AG's office and I'll fight for it from the AG's office, but it would be so much better to have backup. It's, uh, and no kidding. And uh, I, I would assume, and I don't, I don't want to do that because you know what I mean, assuming means, but as AG, a uh, Matt Larkin AG office, you would back the, our boys in blue, our police officers, our state Absolutely. patrol. You know, because right now, <clears throat> they're, they're, they can't even keep them hired in Seattle because it's, they don't get any support. We've got to back. They're demoralized. Uh, yep. I've done, uh, supporting law enforcement's a huge part of my platform, Marty. Um, I've done ride-alongs with the Seattle PD. Uh, I'm listening. I'm, I actually had sheriff ride-alongs scheduled until COVID canceled them. Um, but but it's it's so important. And one of the shocking things, I did full shifts with Seattle PD on the beat, and they were very candid with me. They said, we are totally demoralized right now. Uh, we've got a city council who's openly calling us racist murderers. And this was pre, uh, pre the riots that we're seeing now. This was months ago. Um, and they say, how are we expected to do our job and take bullets for people when we get no backing from the government whatsoever? Uh, and that goes all the way up to Olympia. I said, well, how nice guys would it be if you had an attorney general who was speaking out for you and getting your back and advocating for you? And they said, oh, my goodness, we can't even imagine what that would be like. And, and, and yet, that's the situation right now. We don't have an attorney general who cares. He's, maybe he cares, but he's too busy suing Trump to, to even think right. about it. I don't want to give him that much credit, though, because I don't uh, make right. I'm pretty sure he doesn't care. Uh, Doug and I have talked sure about this before. It comes across that way. Yeah, Doug and I have talked about this before, like being parenting. Our kids don't like inconsistency. They want to know that, that the mm -hmm. rule all the time. And what we've seen from Inslee and Ferguson is it's inconsistent. If you support me, then it, it doesn't apply to you. The laws only uh, enforce laws we want, but not the laws we don't want. So how, do you, how does law enforcement or an AG or a citizenry uh, operate in that? It's that, I don't know. It's right? difficult. Yeah, if you have an answer, I'd love it because I don't know. As a citizen, it's confusing. Okay, I can't go to church, but I can go riot. Okay, I can't get my tooth pulled, but I can go have an abortion. It's, it's this inconsistent application of laws. I can, okay, I, if I, you know, if, if I steal something outside of a big city, then I'll get arrested. If I steal something inside of a big city, no one will do anything about it. Or if I'm dressed in tattered clothes while I steal, no one will arrest me. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so, but without this, well, we understand where we're at now. We're looking for a positive change in the future. And that happens in elections. What would you say to um, voters in Eastern Washington that may or may not vote every time? You know, that, how important this election is and how the opportunity to really make 
real change this election. What do you think, Matt? I would say this is a huge chance for Republicans statewide. Huge. Uh, and it was important before I got into this race. I, I felt this calling and this, this, this passion about these issues, which is why I put in a, my career on hold for a year and, and campaigning for this. Uh, but, but with what we've seen in the last four months, it's more important now than ever. Uh, we've seen just how dangerous one party rule can be uh, when they hold the governor's mansion and the AG's office and a lot of other statewide offices, the Senate, the legislature. Uh, they can ram through anything they want, and they need accountability. Um, so this year is more important than ever. But but on top of it, I think Washingtonians are finally fed up. They feel like uh, the heavy hand of government is finally so heavy uh, that they want to do something about it. That's the mood I'm getting. And strike me if, if I'm wrong, Marty, you are out here in the same things I am, I hope, on the campaign trail. Yep. Yep. I sure am. I'm sure Doug is, too. It. From the federal level as well. Mm -hmm. This is really, really important. We, we always talk about getting people, you have to vote, you have to get engaged. And it's a numbers, it's a turnout issue. And that right now, when you think about what's happening in the legislature when, to our kids and the comprehensive sex, it's just a beginning. Mm -hmm. uh, we see our values under, under assault when churches are shut down, when we see um, the immediate response will be more taxes when people are already struggling, when we have over a million people filed for unemployment. So we have issues at the state level and the national level, um, but this, these elections can be won. And for those that are listening, Matt Larkin is, is a great candidate and he would be a far superior, which is not saying a lot, but a far superior than Bob Ferguson. <laughs> yeah, let's compare him to something bad. Something better, right? Exactly. <laughs> he, be, he would be, whether you know, <laughs> or not, he would be our Washington's version of Attorney General Barr. Huh? Come on. Well, uh, or something like Now, that. there you go. That, that's actually go. pretty good. I'm kind of liking Barr these days. Yeah. Um, it's it's going to be a, a tough road to hoe, but I, you know, I'm standing with you, uh, Matt, and obviously heartily endorsing you myself, but also um, I want to encourage our listeners, you know, there more than any time in, in history, it's important that everybody sends the ballot in and find your friends that aren't registered to vote. You know, you can even register to vote the same day now. So, I mean, the, the um, uh, opportunity for fraud or voter fraud is really um, uh, bad. And so the only way to overcome that is to get everybody to vote. You have to have so many votes going in that you can overcome the fraud and the and all the stuff that can happen with the mail-in ballots. I mean, President mm -hmm. Trump was right when he said mail-in ballots are bad, right? Um, that's uh, just a huge deal. But um, get out and vote. Also, I want to encourage our listeners, if you can, go to mattlarkinforag.com and click on the donate button, you know, flip the guy a 20 or something, you know, a hundred bucks, whatever you can do. Maximum donation, I believe is about a thousand, if I'm not mistaken, or 2,000. Keep going. Uh, 2,000 per, is yeah. it per election or a thousand per election? Yeah, per election. 2,000 per election. Okay, so you can give, you can give the guy four grand if you got it. And um, I'm telling you, if there's one office we need to absolutely clean house in, it is the attorney general's office. You know, it used to be okay when we had, um, uh, Rob McKenna in there and stuff like that. But, mm -hmm. you know, this, this situation of, of allowing a Democrat to occupy that office is unacceptable. And obviously we've seen the fruit of it, but you Eastern Washington folks and central Washington and Western Washington listeners get out and vote. Right, Marty. Come That's on. That's right. Get out and vote and help 
tell everybody, tell five friends, we have an opportunity, but only if we show up, where we can make a difference for the future of our families. Yeah, show up. One last question. Um, Where are you on uh, President Trump? Me or you like you, President? Yeah. I, here's, here's the deal with President Trump. I, I, I just I yes like or no. Do you like him? We got to go. We're running out of time. <laughs> All right. I, I love the policies that he's implementing. Let's go that far. Okay, good. He's doing great things. Just check in. I just wanted to find out if you were never not an ever Trumper or not. Matt Larkin, love you. Thank you for being on the show today. We got to go. This is Doug Bassler and Marty McClendon, Doug and Marty versus the world. God bless and God bless America.